Welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your spirited host, Jennifer, and I'm here to wish you a very special Halloween. And also, I have some spooky treats for you this evening. It's probably not going to come as a big shock to you, but I grew up adoring the writings of Edgar Allan Poe. And I have with me here this leather-bound edition of his works that I have kept with me for decades. Edgar Allan Poe is truly known to be the father of gothic horror, and so I thought, what would be more fitting on Halloween than to read you two of his most gorgeous, famous works? I have for you tonight the quintessential spooky poem the Raven, as well as Poe's last completed poem, Annabelle Lee. And as an added bonus, stick around afterwards where I'll share a few herbs and components associated with Halloween and communicating with the dead. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me this evening on this magical, mystical holiday. Enjoy! The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe Once upon a midnight dreary While I pondered weak and weary Over many a quaint and curious volume Of forgotten lore While I nodded, nearly napping Suddenly there came a tapping, as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor," I muttered, tapping on my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, Uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is." and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, I said, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce were sure I heard you, Here I opened wide the door, darkness there, and nothing more. 
deep into that darkness peering. Long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. The silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore? This I whispered, and an echo muttered back the word Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is, this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon the bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore, Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore, quoth thy raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly, Foul to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. But we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely, on the placid bust spoke only that one word, as if his soul was in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, then I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster 
till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy thinking, what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fall whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining, that the lamplight gloating o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed by an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quote thy raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent, or whether temptest tossed thee here ashore. Desolate yet undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, I said, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within this distant Aden, it shall clasp a saintly maiden, who the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign in parting, Bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, 
still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe It was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabelle Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. I was a child, and she was a child, in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee, with a love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that, long ago, in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee, so that her high-born kinsman came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulchre in this kingdom by the sea. The angels, not half so happy in heaven, went envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as all men know, in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud by night, chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. But our love, it was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we. And neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And the stars never rise, but I feel the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling my darling, my life and my bride, in her sepulchre there by the sea, in her tomb by the sounding sea.
Are you enjoying your ghostly visit? If so, please follow, like, comment, and share. The ghosts may be talkative, but they are lousy at marketing, so every click helps. Tell your friends, and please leave a kind review so that others might join us. The spirits, and I thank you. Thank you for spending a little bit of your time with me on this Halloween night. With it being Halloween, I thought I would share a few herbs and other components that are associated with Samhain or Halloween, as well as communicating with the dead. The apple, for example, is known to be a symbol for the other world. If you cut an apple in half, you'll find a star revealed inside of it. Samhain and Halloween often involves the tradition of incorporating apples for this reason. Apple cider or apple wine with sliced apples are popular, as well as the game of bobbing for apples. It is said that if you eat an apple in front of the mirror at midnight on Halloween, an image of your future betrothed will appear behind you. You can also peel an apple, throw the fresh peeled parings over your shoulder to see what letter forms to divine the initials of your future lover. Moline is an herb that is used in potions to see into the other world as well as to communicate with its denizens there. It is also said to aid in prophetic and lucid dreaming and astral travel. Moline is burned as an herb to drive away evil spirits. You can also burn moline while communicating with the spirits, and when you are finished, walk through its smoke to ensure that the spirits don't follow you home. Mugwort is not only used for its protective qualities, but you can also bring a thermos of hot mugwort tea to drink at the graveside of a deceased person you would like advice from. After you hear the voice of your beloved dead or see their image, make sure to give them a gift, such as a flower, a candle in a jar, or some small coins. And finally, wormwood. Burn it as an incense to increase your psychic abilities as you seek to communicate with the dead. And also you can hang a wreath of wormwood above your door or at your garden gate as protection against evil energies. Now, I know I mentioned a few times that you can burn these herbs to smoke cleanse your space of negative energy, but I also understand that some people have smoke sensitivities. Not a worry. Feel free to sprinkle the herbs around the base of a candle or place them in a satchel to hang in your room or even carry with you. Intention is the important action here. Clearly feel your intent and use these herbs as a focal point for what you wish to achieve. Also, you might be curious as to where you can procure these ingredients. (laughs) Mugwort tea might not be cramming the shelves of your big chain local grocery store. I appreciate buying online from mountainroseherbs.com. No affiliation there. They are an organic company with a sustainability and fair trade focus as well. So there you go. 
Thanks again for joining me here this evening in the seance parlor. You are always a cherished guest here. I will see you here in November with more ghost stories, more personal tales of the paranormal, and perhaps a spirit reading or two, because the ghosts don't wander away after Halloween, and I hope you stay as well. Have a lovely evening. Happy Halloween and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible's storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!